Hi, Christian Life family. It is always an honor and a privilege to open God's Word together, whether it be in person or online. And for these few weeks, it'll continue to be online, but I can't wait to be together soon. I want to thank Brad for reading our scriptures today, Psalm 23 and John chapter 10. Both of those chapters are such important parts of scripture. I hope you have those open in your Bible often and you're highlighting them because they speak to our relationship with God. And so that's what we want to talk about today. Today will be specifically, though, from John chapter 10. And as we begin, I want to ask us a question. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? I want to tell you in our world there are so many voices out there right now. And for me, I find myself watching the news a lot more than I used to. Uh, I don't know if that's a good thing or not because I don't know if I'm getting what I really need from the news. But I want to know what's going on and so I turn on the news and I try to watch a bunch of different channels to get different perspectives and 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 I don't know if that's the best thing to be listening to all the time right now. Maybe you listen to family or, or friends or you listen to Facebook. It, there are a lot of voices in our uh, hearts and minds right now. A lot of things speaking to us and and so the question is are they speaking life are they speaking truth and so my question for you is who are you listening to what are you uh, putting your ears to these days and and what i find interesting is i watch the news is that uh, how many times i hear these words I, I i just watched again a few channels and when they really get pressed on a question, they answer this way a, a lot of times, whether it be a, a doctor that should know everything or, or a pundit that is pontificating on something. When they're really pressed, they'll say something like this, we really don't know. We really don't know. And, and I'm, I'm hearing that from politicians and, and, and doctors and, and nurses and so many different, we really don't know. When I hear that phrase, we really don't know, and with everything else that we're hearing in this world, I, I'm realizing something more now than ever before. And that this world that we live in doesn't really know what's going on. And anytime we try to explain it, there's something lacking. It, it doesn't have all the truth. There isn't all the answers. It, there's something lacking in this world, in our world today. And yet we're aching for it. That's why we're listening to all these voices. And so the question today is not who are you listening to, but who should you be listening to? And I want to share with you what God says in His Word in, in John chapter 10. And that's why I'm so glad that we can open God's Word together. What does He tell us in this chapter? And there's two pictures of Jesus that is given in this, uh, in this chapter. And one of them is that, that Jesus is the Good Shepherd. He says, I am the Good Shepherd. 
Now, that's a picture that God has given both in the Old Testament and New Testament of who he is. And, and you probably noticed that I got my little llama lamb behind me and we've, he's shown up in a, a bunch of these uh, different, uh, different videos that we've been doing just because uh, we've been talking about God being the shepherd and us being the sheep. But uh, I never had you name the lamb, I don't think. So if you want in your comment section, just, just tell us what the, the lamb's name should be because he's showing up more and more all the time. But this is a picture of, of who God is in, in scripture, that, that he is the good shepherd. Let me read a, a verse of scripture for you in John chapter 10 and verse 11, and this will be uh, the verse right after Brad read for us today. In, in John 10 verse 11 it says, I am the good shepherd, and the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. He lays his life down for us. He gives us life, he gives us truth, he gives us the way that we should go. He is the good shepherd. And so what does it mean for God to be the shepherd? Because God, Yahweh, spoke of himself as a shepherd in the Old Testament to the people of Israel. And now Jesus speaks that same truth for us today. And so what does it mean that God's our shepherd, that we should be listening to him during this time? Well, there's certain things that, that God does for us. There's certain things that Jesus does for us in, in our life, and they'll be on the screen. But I want you to get these inside of you as, as we study this thought. So Jesus is the good shepherd, and so what does that mean? It means that he feeds us. He feeds us, that, that whether it be in Psalm 23 or John chapter 10, he, he feeds us, and, and for survival, the sheep need the shepherd to show them where the food is. We know that sheep, if they just were left wherever they were, so let's say they're out and they're, they're eating the grass in a, in a pasture and they eat the grass and eat the grass, they just keep their heads down until ultimately they're just eating dirt and so the, 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 the sheep have to be led to, to places, green pastures as it says in Psalm 23 and so God wants to make sure that we have good food. Uh, we don't just need to be listening to or, or feeding upon everything that the, the world tells us, we need to be feeding on Jesus the word. We need to be feeding on God's word in our life. And so um, so the shepherd feeds his sheep. We also see that the shepherd protects his sheep, protects his sheep. Uh, if there is one animal that can't take care of themselves, uh, it's sheep. <laughs> the sheep need a shepherd and they can't really fight off anyone that's coming to, to take them or another animal that's coming to, to hurt them. And so that's why a shepherd often uh, sleeps with its flocks when there's no fence and no boundaries because they want to protect their sheep. And, and we even see that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I laid down my life for my sheep. I got to visit a, a, a farm this past week and uh, on that farm there were sheep and, and the, uh, the farmer gave me this picture, I just love it, of uh, a sheep that was about seven feet away from their shelter, but I guess just got tired and laid down and it snowed all around him. You can see where that sheep was supposed to be lying and, and it just it just tells us that, man, sheep really need a shepherd. They, they sometimes really don't know what they're doing or they really need some help. Shepherds also help us with our healing. Sheep are the kind of livestock that just find a way to, to get sick. And they need a shepherd to look after them, to care for them, to, to help them through their, their illnesses. And, and finally, the shepherd is there to lead. 
we might even say that this would be to give wisdom in, in our lives, but, but, but we need to be led by the Good Shepherd. Um, they have to be led to food, to water, to safety. The sheep need the shepherd to lead them, and we need God to lead us. It says in John chapter 10 and verse 27, uh, My sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. That's a verse you've probably heard before, that there is the great shepherd, and the sheep hear his voice, and they follow him. And I've, I've known that verse forever, but growing up in the city, I just assumed that was true. I didn't really know um, how true that was. Like I said, I was in Iowa uh, last week with family celebrating my birthday, and every time we would drive, I'd look for uh, sheep uh, along the road so that I could stop and take a picture because I knew this was going to be the sermon uh, for this weekend. And so I'd, I'd stop if, if I saw a sheep, and I'd, I'd get out of my car and I'd park on the side of the road and walk up to the fence and try to take pictures of sheep. I don't know if you've ever tried to do that before, but uh, sheep kind of don't really like that. They don't like the um, person walking up. It kind of scares them. They kind of scatter when you go up to the fence. And so I had tried this a couple times and it just wasn't working. And, and so I looked down and there was a, a farmer just kind of waving me in down the road a bit. So I got my car, uh, came in and he goes, would you like to take pictures of my sheep? Would you, would you like to see him up close? And and I said, yeah, I've kind of been trying to do that all week long. And and so he said, well, let me gather them. And again, they were way out in the pasture. And so uh, we go down by the fence and he whistles. And then the sheep just start running from the most distant pasture. They start running to right where we're at. It was absolutely amazing. It was like a sermon illustration was happening right in front of my eyes that we saw what Jesus said that the sheep know my voice and they follow after me these sheep heard their shepherd's voice and they came running and then the farmer asked me uh, do you know why they come running when I whistle and, and I asked why and he said it's because I have all that they need I have food I have shelter whatever they need they know they can get it from their shepherd what a powerful picture of Jesus to our lives, that he has everything that we need. He takes really good care of us. This is why we should listen to him and know him and follow him and abide close to him. That's why we don't need to be listening to this world. We need to be listening to the one who can feed and protect and heal and lead us so well. John 10, 10 says, The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Jesus tells us right there in that Bible verse that you're looking at right now that the reason he came is for you to have abundant life, rich, full, satisfying life. And we're called to do this together. In a guest blog in Christianity Today, Carol Pipes wrote, Sheep get a bad rap for their flock mentality, but God created them with an instinct to stick together as a means of survival. That instinct allows lambs to flourish. Even sheep that are introduced to a new flock will follow the other sheep until they too recognize the shepherd. I think that's a great picture of discipleship. As disciple makers, we help others learn to recognize the voice of our Savior.
The body of Christ is like that flock of sheep. We bring along non-believers and new believers. We walk beside them, lead them, teach them, and always point them to Jesus. We're called to engage, to be together, to follow Jesus together, to help one another follow Jesus, help one another be close to the shepherd and listen to his voice. And I'm gonna encourage you to stick together and stay connected even during this time. Be careful who you listen to. Be careful who you follow. Is who you're following leading you closer to Jesus? Is it bringing life? Is it bringing abundance? I just encourage you to listen to the heart of our Savior, who loves you, who feeds you, who protects you, who heals you, who leads us so well with his guidance and his wisdom. I told you there were two pictures that Jesus gives of himself in John chapter 10, and one is that he's the good shepherd, and the other is that he's the gate. Jesus is the gate. It means he's the door that allows uh, people to come into the flock, and this is actually a pretty powerful picture of who Jesus is, that he's the way in. Because in Israel, there aren't a lot of trees. And so in our country, you might drive by a farm and there might be a barbed wire fence or a wooden fence to keep the livestock in the pen. But in Israel, most of the um, places are made of stone. Most of the fences are, are stone fences that they would build. As you can see in the picture, and the only way in and out is through the gate. There's no other way to sneak in. Maybe a thief might sneak in and try to come in and steal a sheep, but, but really the only way for the sheep to go in and out is through the gate. And Jesus says, I am the gate. In John 14, 6, he, he says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. There is no other way to the Father but through Jesus. And so I'm going to encourage you today to surrender your life to, to Jesus, to go through the gate, to meet Jesus today. And to help you do that, I'm going to lead you in a prayer. And the prayer is going to be on the, on the screen. But what you're saying by praying this prayer is you're saying, Jesus, I want to listen to your voice. I want to follow you. I'm not going to go my own sinful way anymore. I'm laying my life down just as you laid your life down for me. I'm, I'm giving you my life. And so I'm going to ask you to pray this prayer and believe it in your heart. And it goes like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died for my sins. I want to turn from my sins. I now invite you to come into my heart and life. I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. That is the good news, that he comes in and he takes over, forgives all of our sin, and makes us brand new. And there's a great verse I want to share with you for all that prayed that prayer. It's in John chapter 10. It's John chapter 10, verses 27 and 28. My sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. Look at this. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. God's got you. 
We have a good shepherd. He's holding on to you and he's never going to let you go. He's going to provide for all that you need. He's going to take really good care of you. And I want to tell you, the good shepherd loves you. He loves the sheep and he's got you this morning. Before we go, we're going to receive the blessing of the Lord, but I just want to remind you to stay connected. Stay connected. Uh, don't try to do this all by yourself. You, you really need to to stay connected and you can do that the best way right now unfortunately we can't gather together is online or a telephone call or a text just reaching out to someone i know a few small groups are meeting with zoom some through conference calls uh, we're going to try to stay together as much as we can on facebook and youtube and vimeo and the website and so just stay connected uh, to the church and i just want to let you know how much I love you and I miss you and I can't wait to be together. That's going to be the greatest weekend ever. And I know it's coming up, but uh, stay strong this month. Stay close to the Lord. Abide with the Good Shepherd this month. And let's abide with the sheep the best that we can. So stay um, connected. If you have a, a birthday in the month of May, I, I hope you're celebrated in a big way. I know these birthdays are kind of weird right now. I just had one last week. So I know it's a little crazy, uh, but I hope that you are celebrated and I'm glad you were born and uh, we celebrate your life because uh, we do that on the first weekend of a new month. We also usually do communion together. We remember the Lord, but obviously we're not together, so we can't do that. But we'll make sure that we do that whenever we get back together, whether it's the first weekend of the month or not. We'll celebrate the Lord's Supper together, remembering what he did for us, remembering that the Good Shepherd laid down his life for us. And so I want you for now, today, and then next month to receive the blessing of the Lord. May the Lord bless you and protect you. May he smile on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. Amen. <laughs>